0: Good evening and welcome to the first episode of It's A Talk. My name is Sasha and we're here. We're ready to have those conversations, those long overdue, so much needed conversations. And tonight we're talking about relationship and growing our relationship with Christ. The title of tonight's message, So Now What? So Now What? And when we think about So Now What, it is on the premise of... I have stepped into this relationship with God. I have made the commitment. I understand the sacrifice of Jesus Christ who loves me and wants nothing more but for me to step into the will that God has for my life. And his sacrifice enables me to walk in freedom, truth, and love. And so now what? And I think this is such a great way for us to kick off our very first episode of It's a Talk because In the time that I spend talking to other believers, my friends and family, I find that oftentimes we know that Jesus Christ is Lord and we have accepted his Lordship in our lives, yet there's this season of how do I deepen this relationship? What am I supposed to do to help to grow this relationship and build this relationship? And that's such a good question because the fact that God is creator of the universe, He's our heavenly father does not take away from the idea of us having a intimate relationship with God where we truly get to know him and that in getting to know him we get to know ourselves and then we can also step out into the commission that he has for our lives which is to share the love that we've received and to love him love ourselves and love others and so tonight we're saying so what now what do I do now that I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and so many of y'all know I love to say it does not matter if you've been walking with Jesus since 92 or since yesterday, like this conversation, it can be for all believers. I truly do believe that at any given point in our walk with God, in our relationship with God, we can get stuck. And if we liken our relationship with God to any other relationship that we have, if we are not nourishing that relationship, if we are not looking for ways to grow within ourselves and to understand our partner, Or whomever we're in relationship with, it can be family, it can be relationship romantically or whatever. If we're not looking to continue to build on that connection, we can get stuck. And I'm saying this because... As I mentioned, I've been walking with Jesus now for 13 years, and just recently, I was in a rut. I was in a rut, I was in a rut, I was in a rut. And here I was thinking, okay, God, like, how could I have come so far to now be in this space and place where I feel like mm, nothing's really moving? Our relationship is kind of stagnant. And the simple answer to tonight's question, so now what? How do I grow my relationship with God? How do I stay literally lit with the light of Jesus Christ and walk in the truth of this um, new personhood in me is this. We have to be engaging um, with God's word. God wants us to know him and the way that he presents himself to us amongst a myriad of other ways is first in his word and when I say first in his word I'm not necessarily saying that the first time someone has met God was through reading scripture some people have some really interesting encounters of how they um, came into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and received Christ as their Lord and Savior but let's think about it from the perspective of relationships and I love to Compare our relationship with God to a romantic relationship. I know guys may be watching this and saying, like, okay, God ain't my man. But when you think about it as your heavenly father, your parent, some of us women, we love to look at God as our true husband, whatever you want to call it. When you think about relationship, it's so important for us to engage in conversation with the one that we are seeking to continue to grow a relationship with. And so when you think about a relationship, whether you're a man or a woman, when you first meet someone, there are all the preliminary questions that you ask age. Where do you live? Tell me about your family, siblings. What are your interests? What are your hobbies? And as things continue to progress and to grow, you get into asking more in-depth questions. Like what are your pet peeves? What makes you happy? What makes you mad? What is your vision for life? What are some of your short-term goals? Some of your long-term goals? Where do you see yourself in blank? Why did you choose the career that you chose? Or whatever the questions are that we're asking and so it's so interesting because when we think about how we build on relationships with other people it makes complete sense to us to ask certain questions or to ask those types of questions you ask the surface level questions in the beginning you get a feel for the person and as things continue to progress and to deepen and to grow you get to the more nitty-gritty questions the questions that are a lot more thought-provoking the questions that are a lot more engaging that require a little bit more thought and the reason why we do that is because beyond asking the surface level questions once we have that interest we definitely want to know more about a person and so let's bring this back to our relationship with God when we think about how do I deepen and grow my relationship with God it's the same way that we deepen and grow any relationship with another person I'll say this if I had a like super big crush on somebody I could imagine if there was a book on this person if I genuinely felt like Man, this is somebody I would love to get to know. I want to know more about them. We have been talking. We have been getting to know each other. And I just would love to know more about them because I definitely see our relationship going further. If there was a book on this person, I would read it. I would read this book because in this book, it would have the in-depth information about this person, their life, their history, where they've been, who they are from a perspective maybe of themselves what if it was an autobiography that they wrote of themselves and they shared every nitty-gritty detail about themselves because we oftentimes know that when it comes to relationship we don't always have the access or time to a person to maybe get all the questions we have out there are certain times of the day where we're maybe not able to engage and so it's cool if there was a book on this person and if you imagine we're talking about so now what and building this relationship with god god is saying although yes there is this conversation that i have with you there are ways to get to know me outside of reading the bible with that being said the place where we find all of that information about who God is as our super big crush or your heavenly father, your parent, you would be able to find that in his word. And so it's so interesting because one of the things as I was doing just some like research and stuff like that about this conversation, one of the questions that I find that people tend to ask the most, um, like literally tons and tons of videos on YouTube or questions about is how do i how do i know when god is speaking to me and it's so interesting because when i think about god as a heavenly father and so we first talked about god as being like a spouse or someone you were interested in or wanting to grow a relationship with you would read the bible but when you think about god as a parent there are times where we know exactly what our parents would think about certain things we do, would say about certain things we do based on our um, experience with them. As I've gotten older, one of the things that I feel like I'm so capable of saying now more than ever is when I hear certain things that sound like something my mom would say I'm able to say hey you know that's something my mom would say why because I've heard her say it literally a million times so much so where hearing her say certain things over and over and over again has given me an awareness of her personhood it has given me an awareness of her frame of thought and so with that being said, it's the same thing with God's word. Oftentimes we're see- we're looking to deepen our relationship with God or we're seeking on how we can grow our relationship with God, how we can be more aware of him in our everyday life. And the thing that gets us stuck is that we are not spending enough time engaging in our Bible reading time. And I'm not saying that everyone should be a bible scholar what i am saying though is that if this is the book that god has given us and it is literally the most accurate depiction of who god is not necessarily from our own experience but from his perspective of himself and the experience of so many others then we have to have a reverence for the written word because this is where we're going to get the true understanding of who god is and i think that a lot of times Many of us who are in our 20s and 30s now, we have skewed perspectives of who God is based on our relationship with our own parents, maybe um, relationships that we've had with leaders in churches or other believers that we've come into contact with. um, We can tend to take on the opinions that others have had of God and not necessarily having formed our own opinion. And so when we talk about so now what? I want to deepen and grow my relationship with God, the first and most important thing that we have to do is really get into God's word. And I say this because part of it is truth. I truly do believe that the written word, the Bible says that the word is infallible, which means there is no... Um, lies in the word of God, the Bible also tells us that the word is inerrant. And so there are no errors in the word of God. Like this word right here that we have in God's holy Bible is inspired by God and so many people will challenge that notion and say okay well man wrote the Bible although it was the hand of man that wrote the Bible I truly do believe that these are God's words I believe that this is God's wisdom that it is God's perspective and that although man's hand may have transcribed what they heard or what they received from Holy Spirit what they received from God I truly do believe that this is God's word. This is how God wants to introduce himself to man and engage with man on a deeper level. Again, we talked about how people may have had experiences where they've come to Christ based on some wild um, experience that they might have had introduction to God, maybe in prayer or in a group setting. Yet, when we think about how do we deepen our relationship with God, and not only deepen that relationship, but how do we keep that relationship alive and thriving, it's through continuing to engage God. If you want to continue to grow your relationship with someone, what do you do? You continue to spend time with that person. And more than any other thing that we have as a resource as human beings is the word of God when we talk about wanting to get to know God. And so... I also say this from personal experience because this and I'll tell you a story and then we can kind of like break down some of the things that um, scripture talks about when it talks about engaging God. And I know that one of the one of the most important books is the book of John. And I believe that the book of John in the New Testament lets us know about God and the importance of the word of God and things like that. So. Let me share a little bit about my personal experience. So again, I came to Christ when I was 17 years old. I was a senior in high school. And again, I was at this brand new high school. I did not know anybody. And so at this time, God chose to separate me from all my friends And in separating me from all my friends, it was literally because I didn't have no friends and I didn't have nobody to sit with during lunch that I went to a Bible study that used to be on like Wednesdays during lunch or whatever. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll check out this Bible study. I'm just going to go because the kid in my class, Humphrey Allen, oh my gosh, if you listen to my podcast, like, just know that I am forever grateful to you and the light of Christ in you. See, this is why we got to stay literally lit um, for Jesus because... At any given time, God could be ministering to somebody and you never know the seed you could be planting in somebody's life. So Humphrey used to beg me to go to Bible study. And I was like, who goes to Bible study at 17? Like, I'm so much more concerned about other things. But God knew that I was going to be alone in a place where I didn't have any friends. And so I was willing. I went to this Bible study and they were reading the Bible and something happened when they read the bible I truly do believe that it was in that room that I was captivated by the person of God not to say that I wasn't aware of who God was before that he was creator of the universe that he was magnificent that he was the father of Jesus Christ my Lord and my savior it was just the reverence for God's word Never occurred to me until I went to this Bible study like these people were reading the Bible and I can't describe what was happening to me internally, emotionally or spiritually because of God's word stories that I had never read before revelations that people were sharing based on God's word experiences that people had with the person of God in scripture I was so much more convinced that man I really want to know this person like okay I was at the place where I was open and I was willing to hear more about God, but it was when they began reading from the scriptures that I was like, no, I want to know this God. And it's so interesting because from the experiences that people in the Bible had with God, it gave me the appetite and the desire to say, okay, I know of the God that my mother spoke about. I know of the God that priests at the churches, and masses that I sat in, um, spoke about, but this God here that was, that was being identified in this word that was being spoken about in this word. Like I wanted to know this God right here for myself. I wanted to be able to say, I had an encounter with God and that he could change me or that he could do whatever he wanted in my life because of what I had read in this word. And so I'm like, okay, I really want to know who God is. And so, as I can as I began reading the word for myself, wisdom, for whatever reason, I realized that there was wisdom in this word. It was literally a guide on how to live a full and loving and fruitful life and and it all resonated as being true when i was reading the scripture it was like light bulb moment things turned on for me and so i was like you know what i am going to read my bible and so this is literally the way I was when I was 17, so I came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, like, and God in the word, and I was like, man, this word is lit, I need to find out more about God, and it was in that season where I was saying, no, God, I'm really going to give my life to you, that I was like, you know what, I can't even take God for a joke, if he is in this word, and this is where he is going to tell me about himself, I went on a binge on God's word, and it's so funny, because after I had made that commitment and said that sinner's prayer for real for real I was in this space where you couldn't talk to me okay like my family was so probably so annoyed with me because I had given my life to Christ and then I made this commitment to find out all about God and so this is what I did when I was in high school I said you know what I Every day after school, I'm gonna come home and I'm going to read the word. And so I made this sign, right? Cause I'm like, oh, I done found out who Jesus Christ is. Like, he's really my Lord and Savior. Jehovah God is my God and I love him. I made a sign. And on this sign, I read, please, I, excuse me, I wrote, please do not disturb Sasha's Bible reading time and prayer. And I wrote from 4 30 to 6 30, do not disturb. And it's so funny, I put this sign on my door and I had, I mean, people in my house knew that I had given my life to Christ. I was so like on one for God. And so for me, it was more so about me taking this relationship with God seriously and the things that I had heard from other believers who were telling me about the power of God's word and being able to walk in the truth of God's word I said the first thing that I need to do as a believer if I'm really going to do this thing if I'm really going to find out who God is I have to delve into this word and so yeah I wrote a please do not disturb sign and I put that thing right on my bedroom door and it was so funny because Literally, everybody in our house knew, do not bother Sasha, okay? Because Sasha has this sign on the door. And when I came home after school, that sign went up. And it said, please do not disturb from 4.30 to 6.30. And it's so funny because literally within those two hours, I began to read the word of God. I started at the very beginning. Nowadays, people tell you to start in the New Testament and find out about, you know, who Jesus is from the perspective of the... Um, from the apostles and things like that. That's not where I started. I started off in Genesis. I was like, I'm going to read this Bible all the way through. I'm going to I'm going to sit before the Lord and I'm going to pray because again, I had in bible study heard about the importance about reading god's word and getting to know about him through his word and through prayer and so i made this sign i kid you no lie when we had family members and friends come over and they would like try to come speak to me my mom or somebody in the house would be like "Mm -mm, don't bother sasha because you see that sign on her bedroom door it is for real like she don't want nobody knocking on the door she don't want to hear from nobody whatever concern it is that you have like you take that up with her after 6 30 and it's so funny because even the reverence that i had for god's word i saw that begin to take root in my family's life like they really honored what i desired and how i desired to grow in god and so my mom if she was cooking or something like that they already knew if it's monday through friday and y'all cooking like y'all better make sasha a plate and leave it on the stove it was that serious no one knocked on my door my friends like I didn't answer the phone there were times either I had to turn my phone off so that I wouldn't be disturbed or I put it on silent or I let people know in my life like at the time I told you I was dating a guy I hey love you bae you are it but I'm reading this bible and so to be honest with you, it was in those several months. Now, mind you, that was my senior year. And really, I don't feel like that kicked off until maybe like October, November, but literally from like October, November to my, to like May, when I graduated, that time that I spent in God's word literally altered my thinking to a certain degree. And I won't say that my mind hasn't been transformed and renewed since then of course because we know that you know our, the renewing of our minds happens daily and each time we read god's word there's an opportunity for our minds to be transformed and renewed but i will say this god did such a major shift in my personhood in those several months in the midst of me taking god's words so serious and I remember falling asleep and reading my Bible and then just getting back up and reading my Bible. And when I say that, it's because I want us all to know. We've been talking about um, Romans 8 last week. We talked about, therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We have to be reminded that in today's day and age, our lives can be so busy, especially in our young adult lives for those of us who are in our 20s and 30s you want to be lit for christ and you really are i want i don't even want to say that you want to be lit for christ because you call upon the name of the lord jesus christ you are literally lit you are lit with the light of christ and how do we manage that relationship how do we continue to cultivate the ground of that relationship how do we grow this relationship how do we keep from getting stuck how do we deepen our relationship with god it is through his word and when we talk about being literally lit, it does require time. And oftentimes, one of the things that young people complain about the most is time. There are so many things to be busy with, so many distractions. There's work, there's wanting to grow, there's entrepreneurial desires that we all have. But if we're going to be honest, like it's important that we take out this time. But with that being said, not to condemn ourselves by saying, oh, because... I fell asleep reading the word of God. I'm some horrible person. No, it's not like that. And when you talk about being literally lit for God, I think there's something to be said about having this fun and fresh relationship with God. You got to know that just as much as you want to be in your word, God wants you in his word. And he understands the circumstances of our lives. I think that you can make a commitment and that things don't have to go perfectly for you to be honoring the commitment. And so I say that because I remember that at this time, Granted, I had made the choice to read my Bible, but there were some nights after reading my Bible, I would stay up and talk on the phone until the wee hours in the morning. So then when the next day, 4.30 to 6.30 came around, your girl was sleepy. Okay. And so I would literally like fall asleep. And in my mind, it was less about my works and it was more about my dedication and my honor to God. So I would wake up and I would continue to read where I left off at and There were also times where I wouldn't wake up and get back to reading, but I would say, okay, tomorrow I'm reminded where I left off at and I would pick back up again. So I say that to say, I didn't give that example of me reading God's word to say like, this is how you should do it. I'm just saying that in all honesty, if we truly want to get to know God, if we really want to deepen this relationship, it has to be based on the word of God. And there's no one right way to get to know God through reading his word. I think that the first thing is now that we've made this commitment to having this relationship with God, we have to also understand that there must be a commitment to understanding and getting to know who God is. And although there may be a million ways that people today want to paint the way to getting to know God, we know that one of those surefire ways is through his word. And so I want to take it to the book of John and I'm going to start because We already declare that the word of God is true. And so, as believers in Jesus Christ, we have to know that this is the word of God. It is the written word of God. We believe it to be true because we believe that this is the way that God wants to reveal himself to man on a consistent basis as a resource for his children. And so, whatever we find in this word, we have to determine in our hearts that no matter what. Other circumstances may be like, no matter what picture life may want to paint for God, when we talk about the first and the last word on who God is, it's based on this word. So let's just jump into the book of John really quick. And then we can continue our conversation. So it says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Pause right there. I just want to point something out. Oftentimes, people say people say that... They don't like reading the word of God because it can be confusing. Let's go back right here. It says, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. There is an aspect of reading God's word that unless our minds are renewed and unless we have the help of the Holy Spirit, we cannot comprehend certain aspects of the Bible. We'll get to that in a moment. I want us to continue reading, but just keep that in mind. I know that there are times where we open up the scripture and we're like, okay, God, I'm really trying to understand what you're saying here, but there's a roadblock. It's because unless the light of Christ is shining on the inside of you, it's going to be difficult to comprehend The light that is the written word of God. Okay. So it says there was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. So again, we talk about last week when we're born into the world we're in darkness and we're in sin and we're dead and so it is truly the presence of Jesus Christ that comes into our lives that lights us up and it is the light of Jesus Christ it's not our own light it is his personhood that really lights up who we are um, gives us a life worth living because it's his life it's not our own but brings us into truth it says he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him he came to his own and his own did not receive him but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of god to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god and it says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth okay so we come to know who Jesus Christ is because we are introduced to his personhood through the scriptures. A lot of times when we talk about having these experiences with God and having these encounters with God and learning the truth, it's because we have been the written word, the stories from Genesis, from the very beginning to who God was to the children of Israel. We come into the knowledge of that God And the sacrifice of his son, Jesus Christ, that we find out about in the New Testament, that is the introduction by which we come to know Jesus Christ. And so if we believe that Jesus Christ is true, then as he says here that he is the word, you know, even the written word bears witness to who he is. We have to receive this word as being authority as to who God is and who we are called to be and it says in the word excuse me and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory is the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth and so we know that this word right here this bible is full of grace and truth John bore witness of him and cried out saying this was he of whom I said He who comes after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness. We have all received and grace for grace for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten son who is of the bosom of the father, he has declared him. So here it is. John is testifying that Jesus Christ is the word says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and so even as these scriptures depict Jesus Christ it is the written word of who God is and Jesus Christ is the word of God and so when we talk about having this relationship with God and wanting to deepen our relationship with God there's so much evidence to who God is and there are so many instances of different relationships that God has fostered with people throughout generations that are found in this book and so if I desire to deepen my relationship with God I am going to have to take this word at its word and I'm going to have to believe that just the same way that God introduced himself to man thousands of years ago this is how God wanted to introduce himself to me and so people ask questions like well How can you trust the Bible if it was written so long ago? I truly do believe that as the scriptures are the written word of God, I believe that God wrote them to be timeless. I believe that no matter what generation you find yourself in, this Bible can meet you there. And so in times past where people didn't necessarily have the Holy Bible in its fullness, God had other means in which he wanted to relate to people. But now in today's Um, Age, We have the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. We have Jesus Christ, though we did not get to see him walking the earth. We have stories of who he is and all the things that he came to do in the name of our wonderful creator, almighty God, that we can read and come into, again, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so understanding that God wrote this book for me is the first step that every believer should have When saying, I want a deeper relationship with God. If you're talking about meeting the God that is spoken about in the Bible, I think it very unwise to get to a place in our lives where because of worldly wisdom and hearing other people's ideas on who God is and not necessarily going based on the word. If we shift away from wanting to know God of these scriptures, this is how God first introduced himself to you as a child of God, through the person of Jesus Christ. And at some point in time, these scriptures were the ones that were read to you, spoken to you, witnessed to you, shared with you, that allowed you to come into a relationship with God. And so being aware that if this is how God introduced himself to me, why would he then throw it away after five years, 10 years, 20 years? I think that we're in an age too where there's so much wisdom that... We gain so much knowledge from the outside world and from the influence of others that we forget the very first that God gave us. There's a scripture that says that because of worldly wisdom, we turn away from the doctrine that we were first taught I believe it was Paul who wrote that in the New Testament. And so we have to be very careful as the children of God, not to become so wrapped up in the ideas of others that we forget that God first entered the way that I came into the knowledge of God, Jehovah, the heavenly father, creator of the universe, alpha and omega. Jesus Christ's father was through the Holy Bible, the words that were written in this Bible, someone's testimony of these words being true, someone's sermon based on these words. And so although I may come into the knowledge or all these different elements of knowledge that may be present in today's society, I'm going to hold fast to this word because this is how God introduced himself to me. And so I'm not going to act like this is not the basis or the sure foundation for my relationship with God so we're saying so now what how do I continue to deepen my relationship with God or how do I get out of this rut of saying okay someone preached a really good sermon to me and I really did receive the empowerment of Holy Spirit in that service and I came to know Jesus Christ or maybe you fell out. I mean like let's be for real there have been people who literally have maybe come into the presence of the Holy Spirit so much so that they fell out in a service and literally felt like they met the person of Jesus. He came to you in a dream or whatever. He spoke to you. He shared something real with you. That person was able to maybe prophesy to you and speak some things to you in the name of Jesus Christ from God the Father that were true to you things that only God could truly know and so you believed and so how do you at first believe and then stray away from God of this holy Bible it's literally through deception that that happens and so we have to be very careful because This is going to be the sure foundation of our relationship with God. And if we're saying that we're going to continue to pursue to grow with God, we have to have a reverence for this word. So then let's take it back. A lot of people say, okay, I want to read the Bible, but sometimes it's tough. Now, this is where I want to share a little bit from my personal experience. And I hope that as we're talking tonight you would, you know, Holy Spirit would be having an intimate conversation with you and that God would be reminding you of maybe where you are in your relationship and the things that you could be doing to continue to foster and grow the relationship with God. Now, mind you, in this relationship, we're not working To gain God's approval or anything like that. It's literally saying I have come to know this person. I appreciate who this person is. This person has shown me nothing but truth and love. And because I want to continue to further this relationship, I have a buy in with every relationship, there's going to be a give and a take. And when we say that we truly love someone, love is sacrifice. And so, therefore, in my love for God and in my knowledge of who he is and all these things, if I believe that this word is true, all these things, if he has done all of this for me, then I don't want to let go of my relationship. And if anything, I want to continue to grow that. And so, yes, it requires time. Time is reading God's word. So we talk about reading God's word and sometimes finding that it's difficult. I would say that one there was one scripture that God helped me with in the very beginning stages of me pursuing to read God's word and find out more about Him. It was that Holy Spirit was our teacher and our guide. And remember when Jesus spoke to the disciples and he was getting ready to leave, he says, Lo, I go. He said, But don't worry, I'm gonna send you another, another who is going to be a teacher. And a guide to you. He says, Everything that I taught you, right? So, mind you, there are scriptures in this book that tell us about the teachings of Jesus Christ when he was with his disciples. He told his disciples, Everything that I taught you, Holy Spirit's gonna remind you. And then he said that. Things that he didn't have time to teach. So maybe there are certain aspects of our relationship with God that we need revelation on. He said the Holy Spirit would teach us. Now, here's the thing. In order for us to understand the teachings of Holy Spirit and knowing with um, confidence that they're from God is we have to already have an idea of who God is. There are certain aspects of your relationships where no one can come and defraud you about your sister or your mom or your best friend. Why? You can't be defrauded because you know that person. Enough experience with someone will teach you how they think about things, what they would do, what they would not do. And what happens is as we continue to read God's word and as we spend time with God's word, we become so much more knowledgeable on the person of God. Therefore, when Holy Spirit comes in to teach us things or remind us about the things of God, we literally have the word to back it up. Now, here's the thing. We're not in this relationship with God, having the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us and just having the relationship with Holy Spirit to teach us about who God is, Holy Spirit bears witness that the things that we're learning is true. And so therefore we have to have learned something about who God is in order for us to really understand and be able to gain more in our relationship with Holy Spirit. There are a lot of believers today today who understand the power of Holy Spirit, and they literally want to walk with Holy Spirit without adhering to the word of god and it doesn't necessarily work like that like literally the written word of god and holy spirit and Christ Jesus are all part of god's nature and personhood and so if you if we say that we want to pick off one part and say okay well I don't want to engage this part of god's personhood then we're actually going to be missing out on the fullness and the full picture of who he is and so though there are scriptures and stories written in here from years and years and years ago God can do the same thing that he did then today. It may look very different because of circumstances and time frame and things like that. But with that being said, there's an element of God's personhood that truly can be found in the scriptures to bear witness to us that whatever is happening right now in our lives is truly an act of God, is truly the hand of God moving in our lives for confirmation. God is so wise that even in the ways in which he speaks to us, he always brings confirmation. He wants us to have confidence in the fact that we hear him and we know it's him and that we can move forward with instructions. And so therefore, God will speak to us in multiple ways. And so we do have the presence of the Holy Spirit that speaks to us we have the written word of God and then we have our personal experiences that we have with God to say wow like all of these things are lining up the voice of the Holy Spirit truly sounds like the person of God that I have been introduced to in the Bible and therefore in this circumstance in my life as things are moving and shifting I truly do believe that this is God speaking to me in this way, because it literally lines up with scripture. And then the voice of the Holy Spirit is literally backing that up for me. And so we talk about sometimes the word being difficult. Holy Spirit is here to help to unfold the mysteries in the pages in the Bible. I remember when I was 17 in high school, one of the things that God had um, brought me into the knowledge of doing was praying before reading the scripture. And the prayer that I prayed, and I'll share it with you guys because I want everybody to have that as well, is Heavenly Father, I know that there are mysteries in your pages. There is wisdom to be revealed. And you desire me to have an understanding of who you are through the knowledge of your word. And so God, I'm asking that even as you dwell on the inside of me through the person of the Holy Spirit, I ask that Holy Spirit would help me to read these pages. The Bible tells us the Holy Spirit has been here since the, from the very beginning. When the Bible talks about, God saying, you know, he made man in his image. He talks, there's scripture in, from the beginning where he says us, and I truly do believe that when he says us, he meant that it was him, it was Jesus Christ, and it was the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God that is a reflection of his personhood without a, a form or without a body. And so if Holy Spirit has been with God and is part of God's person from the very beginning, then if Holy Spirit now dwells on the inside of me, then I would be remiss if I were to try to engage and find out about who God is without getting his perspective. So I don't want a peripheral idea of who God is. And so when I would approach the scriptures, I would always pray and say, God, help me to interpret your scriptures with truth. There are so many people who read the Bible and they come out with truth or excuse me, with lies untruth. And it's because there are times where we can manipulate things to believe what we want to believe or have different understandings based on worldly systems or principles that don't line up with the word of God. And so then therefore we try to add worldly wisdom with God's wisdom and think that we're going to come out with goodness. No, not at all. And so when I approach the scriptures, I'm always prayerful to say, "Okay, God, like even now still when I read God's word, I'm always like, God, help me with my interpretation because the whole the what, one thing that we don't want to do is become so wise in our own understanding that we think that oh, I know enough about God. I can just jump up in this Bible and I'm going to read and I'm going to have some understanding. No. We are fully dependent upon God in our relationship. And our part in our relationship is to stay dependent upon God. At no point do we want to be risen in pride or feel that we have enough knowledge now to where we know the ropes. God is, Jesus, God is so great and magnificent. And the wisdom and the knowledge that God possesses It would literally take an eternity for us to come into an inkling of all of the knowledge that God possesses, mind you, knowledge he created. And so... In my fragility as a human being, as a child of God, I want to stay dependent on God because I don't want to be wise in my flesh and say, oh, I got this. I don't got this. And God, I know that there are aspects of my personhood, remember, because there is that carnal mind in me that wants to live according to the flesh that is always going to be battling against the spirit of Christ in me. And so therefore, even now as a believer, I approach God's word with humility. God, help me to see what you want me to see. Help me to know what you want to know. And in this particular time in my life, like, what is it that you need to speak to me? And so having said that prayer over the years, I have always found that even in moments of reading God's word whether it was five minutes or an hour God has always been able to speak to me on whatever level he chose to whether it would be revelation on where I was in life right now maybe a bible truth or something like that I've always been able to receive something from God's word because I truly do give God the glory and the honor to which he's due it's his word like imagine having a book right now where you can speak to the author of the book and ask them for interpretation on things that they wrote in the book. Now, as artsy people, as we all have certain aspects, excuse me, as we all have certain aspects of creativity in ourselves, we know that there are things that we can create that although someone may have an understanding of, the full depth of understanding as to why we say a certain thing or how we write something that person will never know because they're not in our mind. They don't they're not us. They don't necessarily know what we were feeling at the time or anything like that. And sometimes people speak in analogies, metaphors. People may have deeper emotions behind something that they wrote that they may don't have the time to break down or explain. Same thing with God's word. He is literally the author of this word. And so It's one thing if I have to read a book and I don't have a relationship with the author. But if I have a relationship with the author, I can always go back and say, Hey, oh my God, I was in chapter such and such. And I really wanted to get your perspective on why you wrote this. When you said this, what did you really mean? Because this is the way that I interpreted it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Maybe there's more to it that I didn't quite understand. And so when we talk about being young and lit, literally lit... We do have this fresh and amazing relationship with God where we can say, okay, God, like, this is your word. Like, tell me about your word. Like, granted, I'm going to read it because I do want to get to know you more and I want to deepen my relationship with you. But with that being said, like, what are, what did you mean when you said this? Like, I can engage God with this word and be that much more enlightened because it's from his perspective and he wouldn't lie. Right. And so if anything... That helps to deepen our relationship. And so when you think about things that you do or things that you create, when the people that you love engage you on the things that you created. And a lot of times we do create things for the ones that we love. God created this word not for himself, but for us. And so it's an honor to him when we can come to God and say, God, I want to know more about you. I heard part of your perspective. God, I want to understand you deeper. It's an honor for him. Like he wants to tell you these things. He said in his words, seeking you shall find knocking the door shall be added, um, excuse me, opened unto you. He says, asking you shall receive. And so when we talk about wanting to receive wisdom from God and wanting to have his perspective, wanting to have his understanding, like, duh, he wants that for us. Never would he turn us away. He says, even your earthly fathers, when you ask for bread, they don't give you um, a snake. So then why then God creating this word for us that we would, be convinced of his personhood that we would walk in the light of the truth of his word that we would be that we what does the bible say that we would be i can't think of the word but it's something along the lines of convinced but if we are if he wants us to be that much more sure of his person then when we come to him and we ask him about his word he is going to give us what we're asking for Think about this. I love to give this analogy. I'm not a parent yet, but I know that if my child came to me during summer break and said, Mom, I want $20. What do you want $20 for? I want $20 because I want to go to the library and I want to buy books so that I can grow in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding for the next grade level. I mean, let me tell you something. If I had to steal $20 to give my baby $20 to buy some books, I would. What a noble thing to ask for. It's not like my child said, let me get $20 so I could tie-dye several shirts and then throw them in the trash next year because they don't fit. Not to say that God thinks about the things that we ask of as being futile but in your understanding as a person anybody would think about wow like look at what this child is asking for like how amazing this child wants to grow in wisdom knowledge and understanding what parent would not okay what sane parent okay what same parent, what God-fearing parent would not honor that child by giving them what they asked for. It's the same thing with God. God loves us so much that like, and he knows that we live in trying times. Let me repeat this again. God knows we live in trying times. There is falsehood and false wisdom, false knowledge all these different ideas about what is true swarming around the world right now that God is saying literally the things that I want to do in the earth I will not do them apart from my children for this is a co-laboring work and what my children need most is to know me and that when they hear me they recognize my voice as my sheep and that the you know the voice of a stranger they will not follow and so God is saying listen if my children would just delve into my word if they would get a clearer picture of who I am if they would spend more time with me if they were really convinced about About who I was because they took my word for true like if they really 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 got to understand who I was because they don't just get up and read my bible and come up with their own understanding they literally ask me for interpretation they ask me for wisdom they ask me for knowledge they ask me for understanding I would give it to them and my children would be convinced they would be steadfast in the knowledge that they have received from me concerning who I am and that they could go out into the world in the light of Jesus Christ which I have lit each and every one of them with that I Want the world to see what a difference it would make. And so God is like, I have given the blueprint for how to deepen this relationship with me. And oftentimes we want another method. We want another method. God, I want you to do it this way. God, I want you to speak to me only in dream. God, I want you to only speak to me through my pastor. God, I want you to speak to me through a podcast. God, I want you to speak to me through my homegirl who is so much more saved and sanctified than me. God, I want you to speak through my daddy because he's a preacher and he knows you. And God is saying, would you get to know me yourself? And I'm not, God wouldn't necessarily say that every other thing that you've learned about him from someone else is wrong, but how do you know for true? Like, how do you know for certain? How do you know for certain that that is true? It has to line up with something, and that something is God's word. And so when we talk about so now what, I truly do believe that if we're really saying that we want to deepen our relationship with God, if we really want it to grow, we don't want it to be stale, we don't want it to be stagnant, we want to be lit, we want to be able to be you know, young and literally lit— And still effective for God, you know what I mean? Because there's nothing wrong with being fresh and there's nothing wrong with living life and enjoying life. Scripture talks about being able to enjoy the fruits of our labor. There's so much that God has blessed us with as his children in this life that he wants us to enjoy. Yet there is a standard as to how we ought to enjoy them and the way that we enjoy them which brings him honor and so all of that is found in his word and yes I can wait for someone else to come and bring me this wisdom what if they never come or what if the wisdom that they come and they try to bring me is not necessarily fully true then what? And so God is saying, I've given my children this word as a resource so that they can walk in the light, so that they're not in the dark. So that when there is other wisdom that comes their way, when there's knowledge that's presented to them, they have a way to judge. They have a way to judge. And the scriptures is how we judge. And so we talk about growing a relationship. You have to know who you're with in order to grow a relationship. Who are you with? And the person that you're with is Jehovah, Elohim, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Seed canoe our righteousness, Jehovah Shalom, our peace. There are so many different names to who God is and he's saying, but if you really want to know me, it's in my word and I will reveal myself to you in my word and then therefore when you... See me out in other places in the life that you're living. You'll be able to recognize it's me because you've spent time in my word. You have spent enough time face-to-face with me in my word that you recognize me elsewhere. In order for us to get to know the people that we're with, what do we do? We talk to them. We text them. We ask questions. We engage with them. We spend quality time. It's the same thing with God. And there is no cookie-cutter way that I can tell you any simpler method that I can tell you on how to strengthen your relationship with God other than spending time in his word will it be a sacrifice yeah but love is sacrificial love gives it gives it gives it gives it gives and so my thing is what is it that you want in your relationship with God how bad do you really want to be in this relationship with god are you willing to take the time to say no i'm going to begin to engage god though i am going to take some time away from television i am going to take some time away from other conversations that i have and i'm going to sit in this word does it have to be two hours monday through friday no but if you're saying that you want to deepen this relationship, if you're saying that you want to grow, there's no other way around it. There's no other way. And I'm telling you, like, even now, because more, so much more, the distractions that we face as the children of God who are literally out here trying to figure it out. Like, I know, I know, I know we're all trying to figure it out. We have to go back to the word. We have to go back to the word because then everything else is going to be shaky and will be uncertain And then the enemy can trap us, right? Or make us doubt even the things that are true because we're not certain. There's nothing to back it up. And so if we're talking about growing, so now what? We have stepped into this relationship with Jesus. How do we make more of this relationship? Get to know who God is in his word, don't try to take the easy way out. You know, so often now I hear people say that, you know, it's worth it, um, worth the wait. Well, our relationship with God is worth the time. It really is worth the time. And so I know we only have a couple of more minutes left. Um, that was what I shared. I'm going to go back and read some of the things that um, we might have posted tonight. Okay. So we had one person say, yes, reading his word gives us a better understanding of who God is. Absolutely. Allows us to understand when we hear his voice. Yeah, definitely. What do we have to compare it to? What do we have to compare it to? You know, like when you go to a restaurant and the food ain't hitting, you're like, who's in that kitchen today? Cause it, somebody got the recipe off. And it's the same thing with God's word. Like we should be able to distinguish him based on experience with him by hearing his word. If there's something that sounds a little crazy, that ain't something that God would say. I know this because I've read his word. I've had enough experience talking to God and finding out about his person that this don't line up. We can question things, right? Okay, yes. So, Miss Maria said that she's been in the book and taking her time. Absolutely mm-hmm yeah like and when you think about someone said he loves that we desire to know him more absolutely child when your crush tell you they want to spend time with you you are like oh let me go get me an outfit whatever it is and so yeah absolutely 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 god would he's elated when we want to spend time with him and he'll never turn us away he'll never turn us away and so again When we talk about, so now what? How do we deepen and grow this relationship? Listen, I already gave the short answer within the first five minutes of the video. It's simply reading God's word. Thank you, bro. My brother said I'm glowing. It is because I'm literally lit with the light of Jesus. So let me pray out. Let me pray us out again. The podcast, this recording will be available on the podcast next week. So. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love and your goodness towards each and every one of us. Thank you for choosing us first. Thank you for everything that you desire us to know in you and to grow in you, Lord God. We honor you tonight. We hear you when you tell us that we have to seek you in your word, God. Help us to have a healthy reverence and an appetite for your word, God, that as your sheep, we would know your voice and the voice of strangers. We would not follow that, God. We would be convinced of who you are and what you've called us to in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so the live cut off that last part of the prayer, but we still got it on the recording. I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining our live tonight. Again, deepening our relationship with God is going to cost us time, but the time is so worth it because he wants us to get to know him and it's in his word. There's no way around it. We have to get in in the word of God if we truly want to know him more and be convinced to be certain of his personhood. I love you guys. Have a great night.